3D movie time capsule for 2016. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf. I have with me Jake. Howdy, folks. And today we're doing the 2016 3D movie time capsule podcast. Woo! Woohoo! Four years ago, Jake, these movies came out and it feels like forever ago. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago. All right. Um, as we usually do, we'd start off kind of at the top of the list of movies of uh, the release calendar um, and just go or work our way down. Now, we're not going to go over all the movies as usual, just the ones that we have stories about or remember very well. So apologize to those people that like Divergent series. We ain't watching those movies. <laughs> uh, I'm eventually... When uh, when I see another round of five dollar three D Blu rays for sale, because what the hell? All right, let's start things off with Kung Fu Panda three. Uh, did you watch this, Jake? Yeah, I mean the to be honest, the panda movies all kind of blur in together, but uh, I uh, remember it uh, not sucking, and I remember tickling at uh, Jack Black's, uh, and I remember the three D being good. All right, let's keep on going here to The Mermaid, which is a Chinese movie, right? Directed by Stephen Chow. Uh, nice 3D. Uh, it's not as laugh-out-loud funny as some of his movies like uh, Got a Cookery or um, um, Kung Fu Hustle, but uh, it's it's still a, a worthy movie. Uh, it's uh, basically it's about mer people kind of dealing with the Chinese and and hijinks uh, ensues. Uh, I recommend it if you get a chance to see it, but uh, it's a it's a spendy disc. So unless you're Stephen um, hardcore Stephen Chow fan, you may not want to spend the money. Wasn't this in the time frame where there was like a mermaid documentary or fake documentary on Animal Planet? That got like a lot of hits, and the mermaids were coming to the thing again, or is it just? Me? Yeah, that's probably why. Because uh, uh, one of his movies, he does a hilarious send up of alien of alien autopsy back in the '90s. I don't know if you remember that, but his he does do really timely stuff in his movies. I remember that mermaid mockumentary being such a big deal, and like people were loving it, and. It was like the one of the most amazing, or not amazing, but like um, most rated things on Animal Planet, and they had like ethical concerns because it's all garbage. And yeah, <laughs> people, but they again made them so much ratings that they, you know, they had to play it over and over again. And I watched it; it was like, yeah, you know, your typical History Channel fake documentary garbage. <laughs> yeah, aliens. <laughs> All right, let's keep going here to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, World of Destiny. Okay, this one burns my ass hard. Um, this is a Netflix sequel to, you know, the um, Chow Young-Fat, Michelle Yeoh uh, martial arts movie from the, you know, the it's a big deal. Uh, and this got a 3D release in uh, China. Uh, it wasn't available in 3d on their platform and and i've been trying to track down the 3d disc in china for under 50 u.s bucks and i was under the weinstein company netflix deal <laughs> yeah 
That's, and I imagine that's part of why I'm having difficulties seeing this movie as it was meant to be seen in 3D. And it got like an IMAX exclusive, uh, you know, kind of thing. It released on Netflix, but it also released on IMAX, which you kind of like, okay, I can just watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, uh, and it didn't play 3D near me. I don't even know if it ever even played in the U.S. in 3D. Yeah, I never watched the original. I think um, when the original came out, I think the family rented it, and then it was subtitled, and I was too young to, you know, want to read, and I think they watched it late at night. So I don't know anything about Crouching Tiger movies. Did they hold up? Yeah. I just remember taking a whole bunch of friends to go see it because they hadn't really seen any uh, martial arts movies, and I'm, they were wanting to see this, so I took them, and uh, they just all bawled like babies. It just puzzled me to no end. I mean, I knew it was sad. I mean, I even warned them, because a lot of martial arts movies traditionally are very sad. They're tragedies, usually, and they just bawled. Now, talking about bawling, this movie coming up next, Gods of Egypt is worth bawling for, because it's that terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll be... A couple hours of your life that you'll never get back. And the first and only movie on 3dr2.com to get the coveted 1 out of a 10 score by me. Uh, yeah, it's well deserved. This is the most This is the most wrong-headed movie I have ever seen. Okay, so what, you know, people complain and say, well, you know, you don't want to see bad movies, right? And it's like, well, the thing is, if it's so god-awful bad, it makes really entertaining reviews. Mm -hmm. And this is so god-awful bad, I feel like it was entertaining to watch this train wreck of a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this even makes um, Noah look like a masterpiece in comparison. If you want to talk about uh, dealing with... Uh, religious texts uh, in a most wrong-headed manner. This is even worse. Now, this was interesting because um, I got the free screening for it, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I went to watch it, and it was at uh, Alamo Draft House. She's was like, okay, whatever, but they didn't have it in 3D. And then I walked out of the theater, and I was like, no way in hell am I going to watch this again. Um, but I kind of feel like I need to have a 3D section here, and... It was the only. It was the first movie that I reviewed for that year, so I asked Miss Kristen to watch it, uh, um, and to write the 3D section, and she watched it and gave it terrible 3D. <laughs> um, it's just what Kristen said was that there's just absent of any 3D effects being good, and there's just you know I think the impression I remember was that she was talking about it being no pop-outs, no depth. It's just cardboard cutouts moving on different layers of background. Yeah, it's the only thing I've got to say. It's actually in 3D and like sh the German conversion of Sharknado. So this movie's about uh, Egyptian god Set wants to unsurp the crown and become the new Egypt. And he gets love struck by another uh, character named Beck. And they join god Horus to take Egypt back from Set. And it's it's just it's too many characters and there's not much explanation and it's kind of like a, a bad Zelda ripoff where he has to go to dungeons and get these things and get this and um, it's just forgettable. It's a mess and mm -hmm. it's just every single cliche 
everything that sounds cool, you know, is there, but it's like, it's not cool. You know, it just doesn't work. They spend, and they spend a fortune making people different sizes because hieroglyphics, uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics, uh, when they would write them out, the most important people would be larger. So they just said, oh, hieroglyphics. So we're going to make, so we're going to spend millions on these shitty effects that just look awkward and just will trigger your uncanny valley over and over and over again. Yeah, and then they just, you know, go all the way crazy with the set pieces and stuff, and it's like, I don't care about these characters. I don't care what happens here. And it just, it fails in every single attempt. It does. I just don't care about anyone in this movie. And, um, you know, if the the characters are gods, then how are you supposed to kill gods? It just doesn't make any sense. This movie, watching this movie, I felt like I was watching a movie made by people who not only had never seen a movie, but they the only knowledge of movies they had was somebody who had heard of movies had described one to them. Oh, and that, you know, it takes place in Egypt, but like almost no one's black or dark skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The white, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, this is. I haven't seen an Egyptian movie, uh, a movie set in Egypt this white since the original Ben Hur. Well, actually, the original three Ben Hurs. But I mean, this is. I mean, hashtag Egypt so white. I mean, jeez. There's tons of plot holes here. This is a disaster. I, I decided to create a new word. I coined this word in the review. Uh, Terrific catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's so bad. It, I, I, you know, I was writing the review and I walked out of the theater. I was like, oh, bad. Okay, four, three. And as you start writing, as you're starting on, you know, doing the process of reviewing it and thinking back about this movie, the more you just kind of either cement your idea that you like it a lot and you could justify it or cements that you hate it and you just keep digging and i was like all right you know we use all the scale here Uh, fine with me one out of ten it is (laughs) you know so yeah yeah it's terrible it's absolutely atrociously bad and the thing is you have to see these turds to appreciate truly magnificent movies too oh yeah this is a train this is one of the worst train wrecks ever put to film. So, Jake, do you agree with my one out of ten? Oh, God, yes. <sighs> so, I hope you're entertained by that. Now, this next movie is actually very entertaining and a surprise because for me, watching the original trailer for this movie, I was like, it looks okay, but eh. But when I actually did watch it, I was actually pleasantly surprised by Zootopia. Yeah, that's a great little movie. It's a Disney movie about a anthropomorphized future uh, animal world where all these different animal species live together. Yeah, it's like everything you wish Secret Life of Pets was and wasn't. Yeah, and they just go. They have great characters here, and they have a really great kind of um, subtense of racism and speciesism i guess uh, in this where they talk about predators and prey and oh well you know you're a fox of course you're gonna be that way it's really good stuff mm-hmm. 
and beautiful uh, character designs, great uh, animation, great 3D. I mean, this was this was a home run. Yeah, um, I think I gave this an eight back then, and I, I think maybe I maybe underwrited it because um, I yeah, really... I would probably given this a nine. So yeah, I, I enjoyed the 3D aspect here too. Um, I thought there's enough good stuff of depth and enough fun pop outs that made sense. In the context, you know, they put effort, and I think it looks really nice too, 3D wise. Mm-hmm. One of the few movies that you, know, you go back and it's like, you know, that was really great. That was better mm-hmm. than I thought it was going to be, and it really hit it out of the park. And mm-hmm. yeah. Now this next one is one of the most controversial movies to come out this year. You know what I'm talking about, Jake? Uh, no, because there were a couple of different controversial movies that came out. Uh, among different fandoms. Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Justice. Yeah, theatrical cut of this. Oh my god, I did not like it. But I did enjoy thoroughly the director's cut. Uh, Zack Snyder's a very interesting filmmaker. I don't love every, every one of his movies, but everything I've seen has intrigued me. He is a man full of ideas. Uh who, uh, unfortunately, because the way Hollywood is, he doesn't get to work on his own ideas. He's mostly adapting other media for movies. And this is the dawn of the... trying to be the the dawn of the DC universe and um, Mm -hmm. incorporating, you know, other DC characters like Flash and... Yeah, if you've seen, like, director's cut of this, uh, Watchmen... You know, um, you can just see the in, the suit interference in his movies, and this one is no exception to that. Uh, what was put out in the theaters uh, as was was pretty terrible, and the way the whole Martha thing was handled, it didn't bother me. I actually thought it was clever how they. I never thought of that idea between them, but it became such a meme after that it just it's it's one of those things that unless you are familiar with the characters it's going to go right over your head and it went over most audiences head because they never put together that their mothers were both named martha it needed just a little more connective tissue and i don't think that's Zack snyder's fault uh I mean, the whole, I mean, pretty much the whole leadership of Warner Brothers who signed off on these movies is gone. Uh, they uh, trashed this universe t- trying to make bonuses, trying to put bu- get bonuses in their own pockets at the expense of movies. Uh, I mean, the stories are legendary. I wouldn't be surprised in 10 years we get a movie about or a miniseries on cable about the train wreck that led to what happened with the uh, DCU. Um, there was some really good 3D in this movie, though. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 3D is uh, top-notch in this, and it's even better in the director's cut, because like I said, scenes are longer and stuff flows more, and it just the scenes just work better. Yes. Yeah, see the director's cut of this. Don't waste your the theatrical the the one scene that i mean it's not really a spoiler because every movie that has batman in it basically has the scene oh the cave (laughs) 
of the cave and the bats, that is, like, absolutely breathtaking. No, the scene where Batman's parents die. I'm so over Batman's parents dying. I, I know, mean, I know. But that scene, how they had, like, the pearl necklace, and then it yeah. came down, it popped off the neck, and then it just... <laughs> the flew. pearls are... Oh. Where, yeah, I mean, there's just certain things that I could go without seeing again. The Waynes getting murdered, Uncle Ben getting killed. But it looks so good, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie itself, okay, I, I agree with you. Um, I There's parts of the movie I still do like. I do like the ideas here. I do like the action here. It just falls apart um, when you think of some things. I really hate Lex Luthor. I, I just, I mean, I don't like him, hate him because he's evil and that's a part of the character. I hate him because Jesse Eisenberg is miscast. I'm sorry. Uh, well, to me it worked but uh, because I did hate him. Because I just thought he was uh, just some uh, overly privileged douchebag who is has some intelligence in some areas and he's completely moronic in other areas. Uh, kind of reminded me of a few other tech gods who were worshipped endlessly on Twitter. Not going to say names. Everybody knows which dudes I'm talking about. He just kind of reminded me of that, which is perfect. We've got these billionaires about to become trillionaires with all this power, and they don't have the common sense to come out of the rain. So they're real scary people. So I reluctantly gave this a 7 out of 10. Um, I do agree with you that the director's cut is better, but the director's cut is like three and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah, but a, a movie is pretty good. It flies by. So, yeah, th that length is the director's cut. I agree that it fills in some gaps. It makes things make more sense. Um, you know, they had to edit it down. And, it, you know, it, it worked for me, but barely. And having the director's cut does make things better. It just so long. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I think it's uh, well worth the investment in time to see the director's cut. I agree. I just think it's a very long movie. <laughs> yeah, but but to me, it didn't feel long. While meanwhile, the ninety-minute Justice League movie felt like it was five hours long. Uh, let's move on here to the Jungle Book. Now, this is a three D live-action remake, and damn, this movie's great. I just I just remember just. How beautiful it looked. Yeah. The CGI here is perfect. Absolutely perfect. And the young boy that was Mowgli hit it out of the park. And how they did everything just made it so much fun. All the, uh, Bill Murray is inspired as, as, a, as a bear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, he takes over from... Um... Oh God! Now I'm blanking on his name. He was uh, Jack, one of Jack Benny's uh, side guys, and he and Bare Necessities is one of his signature songs. Now the you mentioned Bare Necessities, and I feel like that's the only real negative. I feel like the songs just fall flat and don't work in this kind of movie. But the movie itself, I think, is actually better than the animated movie. Yeah, the music is what makes the animated 
because the jungle, the original Jungle Book was made when Disney was on the cheap, cutting corners, uh, really cutting corners. I mean, if you think they cut corners on Little Mermaid, it's nothing like what they did on Jungle Book. Uh, but it, the music is what made the original Jungle Book, because that's like an inspired soundtrack. Um, but yeah, I still love it. Great 3D. Absolutely. It just gets you immersed into this world. Feels like they filmed it in 3D. I don't know if they did or not. I don't remember, but it, it really feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is well worth uh, checking out. I mean, if you haven't seen it, this is well worth seeing in 3D. It's it's worth the hassle. And absolutely for me, a be- a, the reason why you make a remake because you make it better, you make it more interesting, and you have everything there that works. I was mm-hmm. surprised because I, w- I rewatched the original cartoon like a couple of days after I watched this movie, and I was like, you know what? I actually like the, this new re- remake more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, original Jungle Book was one of those. It's like Little Mermaid. It just frustrates me because you can just see they have the germs of this great movie, and uh, they just cut so many corners. Uh, Little Mermaid holds up better, uh, despite the limited animation and all the corners they cut. But the original 67 Jungle Book is just kind of like, uh, oh God, make it stop. It's one of those things, I very seldomly watched it, but I listened to the hell out of the music as a kid. Yeah, the 1967 original, I mean, it, it's it's a really tight movie. Like it, It's only 78 minutes long. So it's pretty short for, but it does feel long. Yeah, because it's much. It's pretty much pretty dreary between musical numbers. All right, let's move on here to Captain America: Civil War. I like this movie a lot. So do I. It's unofficially Avengers three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, flaws and all. I mean, this movie holds up. I mean, it's it's not the perfect movie. Uh, I'd probably give it a... I'd probably round it up to a 10, even though in my heart of hearts, I only think it deserves a 9. Uh, but this is so much better than the source material it's based on. And introduction, introduction to the new um, Spider-Man, which... Fantastic. Yeah, and um, Black Panther. and Absolutely, yeah. Um yeah, and there's a great Ant-Man scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a great movie. Um, it's it's fun. It has a lot to juggle, but it does work for what it is. And it's got, and it's also got really good 3D, like all the other Russo brothers um, Marvel movies. It's got top-notch 3D. Um, one kind of thing that's kind of weird that I remember is that the movie has a really huge title cards. You know, and it says it where they are in the movie. It's like the entire screen size. Do you remember that or no? Yeah. We gave it an 8 out of 10 on the website. Um, that review was... That's too low. <laughs> too low. Um, I wrote the review of the movie, and James wrote the review of the 3D part, because I got to see that in an early screening, and um, which is kind of rare. Usually, Marvel doesn't do early screenings, because they gain nothing from that. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, people that want to watch Marvel are going to watch it. They're, they don't care about the early reviews. And I think they were worried because Captain America 
wasn't exactly a household name. And I think they were worried that they were wondering if they should rename it Avengers 3 or something. But yeah, we gave a good 3D and 8 out of 10. And it's, it's you know, like the, the stakes are kind of low because no one really gets killed or anything. They fight each other, but no one really dies. But part of the reason no one gets really hurt, no one really tried to. I really like this movie because it just wasn't the, wasn't trying to save the world again. Yeah. I mean, obviously the King Wakanda dies in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... And um, Brody, or Jody, gets um, handicapped in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rhodey gets really messed up. Rhodey, yeah, sorry. Yeah. All right, uh, next movie, Angry Birds movie. Jake, did you ever watch this, the original? Yeah, I remember it wasn't very good, and it was bad enough that it hurt the the far superior sequel, People Stayed Away in Droves. So, I remember back when this was getting advertisements, we were like, come on, come on. We don't need this to be a movie. And, you know, I got early, a free screening of it, and... I was like, all right, let's watch this. And I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was better than, it, you know, I thought it would be. Um, I thought it was going to complete trash. I, I liked it. Um, I thought it worked. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, the, the fact that they, they make it, they make a plot out of a game, a mobile game that is very basic. They make it work. And it was one of the few, you know, video game movies that, works um just kind of sad that you know it's been four years and very very few video game movies work mm-hmm. this one does and you know i understand and sympathize with red which is the main character here um as he's angry and he's you know kicked out of society um i get it and i like it so angry bridge is a good movie jake you have anything else to add to that I think you just about covered it. The 3D was actually nice, too. They had some cool stuff here and there. Um, it's yeah. a, a little gimmicky, but it works for what it is. For this kind of animated kids movie, it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, little gimmicks never hurt anybody with 3D. In fact, it adds a little spice to the visual experience. Um, so Angry Birds, not as bad as you would think it would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second one's better. No. Talking about something that you think it's going to be bad. And boy, is it. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Oh, God. Oof. This is another turd. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should. Yeah, I feel like I should call. This is a tragic waste of Alan Rickman for just a brief moments. God, this move. I already hated the Alice in Wonderland movie. And this sequel is worse. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. 3D's not that great. Yeah. It's just, it's it's so perfunctuary. It's like, oh, the first one made money. We'll just shit this one out to make money. Um, like it, I think the 3D was like really cool in like the opening scene. And then after that, nope, not really here. It's kind of inconsistent and forgettable. And maybe here and there. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those movies, five minutes in, you're going to know exactly how it unfolds. And there's going to be no surprises. 
So in this movie, if I remember correctly, Alice be- is a uh, captain of a ship and she comes back to dock because it's her time to get married and she doesn't want to get married. So she goes back into Wonderland. And in Wonderland, there's a whole thing with um, the, I don't know, the the time god. I don't, And he's going bad and she has to help fix it. And the Mad Hatter has gone crazy, which even crazier than he usually is, and left. And she has to kind of fix the time. And... Uh... Yeah, yeah. And Sasha Baron Cohen is wasted. I mean, he's great, but he's so disconnected from what else is going on in the movie. It's like he's in another movie. It's like a, a time um, loop kind of thing where if you change history, this changes. And I so desperately wanted to change history to make this a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was just it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not even fun like Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt, you can just laugh at and have a good time. This movie, you just want it to end. Um, so, yeah, in, in my review, um, I remember I was writing this review, and I was like, okay, I really, really don't like this movie. Um, and I kept going at it, and I kept writing it, and I wrote it down from a five to a three. Um... This movie's all over the place. Like it has uh, a moral of feminism and grief and mental illness and understanding the past, and it just kind of muddles all these topics together, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just bad. Um, so let's keep going here to another bad movie. Now I don't think this is a horrible movie. A lot of people think this is a horrible movie. I think it's a flawed movie but I still like it to a degree. X-Men Apocalypse. I think it's pretty terrible. All the hate everybody's given Dark Phoenix, it's, it should be on this movie. This movie was so... This movie disappointed me terribly. It was just... It had decent 3D, but it was just so muddled. Uh, it was... I was constantly going, what the... I mean, this was just such a mess. So, yeah, um, this movie is about, like, time travel, too. And it takes place in the 70s. And it has the the actual great villain of Apocalypse made into a terrible villain in this movie. Yeah, I mean, what the hell was... He sounded like a Jewish grandfather. Um, and like they they introduce uh, it's supposed to be like in the nineties, right or eighties? Yeah. And for some reason, they introduce the character of Jubilee, and then just like, oh yeah, she's here, and then she's never gone seen again. Yeah. Well, that's par for the course. I mean, Kitty Pride and some of the other characters that just got an introduction and then disappeared, and um. I actually do like how Cyclops is introduced into the school and like he's, you know, being taught how to be, how to control his powers. Um, I like Nightcrawler being sweet and pretty innocent in this movie. Um, I, I kind of like Mystique being more elevated 
uh, to a degree in their role. Um, Quicksilver is here. He has another fun scene, which um, it's kind of like, okay, is, it, is Quicksilver only going to do these fun scenes and that's it? <laughs> yeah, Evan Peters is such a good actor. I mean, damn. And they didn't really do anything with him except put him in cool scenes that anybody could have done. Any speedster, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you could have put Aaron Johnson in the part, and he would have been just as effective. I mean, they uh, Evan P- didn't. If you've ever seen him in uh, American Horror Story, you know he's got a range. I mean, he's played so many different characters on that show; it's mind blowing. And the villains here: Psylocke is awful, um, mm-hmm. Angel is awful. Um, you just you get nothing out of them, and Apocalypse himself. His voice is weird. It becomes robotic. His costume just doesn't make sense. Um, there was one scene that I thought was magnificent, uh, which is a sad scene where Magneto's family gets killed. Yeah. And like you feel for Magneto. He's just like trying to avoid everything. And just like, you know what? I'm just going to be out here. And I'm going to live my life without powers and start brand new and... Try not to be a bad guy, and it just kind of the government comes in and takes him, and he has to, and then it, he kills his family, and understandably he wants to be a bad guy again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I like the first half of this movie a lot, but the second half kind of falls apart. I gave it a six. You know, I think that's a fair score for it, but it, it I don't hate this movie. I just. It's such wasted potential. To me, this is a five. And uh, and and to my dying day, I stick by my uh, seven for Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I definitely think Dark Phoenix is better. And it's weird because they introduced Dark Phoenix here, but the way that they have her, oh, it pissed me off so much. Because it was just like such a deus ex machina where, well, mm-hmm. no one can save the day. Why not? Phoenix, use your power, and there it is. It solves everything. I was like, come on. Come on. Yeah. I think I was at the, just end it. Just put me out of my misery in this this movie, please. We got another bad movie to talk about next, Jake. Independence Day. Resurgence. Oh, God. Yeah. What do you think of this movie, Jake? Oh, I knew it was going to suck if uh, Will Smith won't do it. You know it's going to suck. Yeah. Um, this one I actually watched in D-Box 3D. Ooh. That was actually fun for D-Box. Um, just in case you don't know what I'm talking about, listeners, D-Box was a way you could watch a movie, and certain movies you would be put into a chair. Um, you would have a row of chairs that you have to pay extra for. And these chairs would uh, move and vibrate according to the action scenes or the scenes in the movie. So they would actually have, you know, this movie has a D-Box version and you get to watch it. You had to pay extra for this, but it would, you know, move and shake. And, you know, I, th- I thought it was actually for fun. It was fun for what it was, but it added to the ticket price and you could combine mm-hmm. it with 3D and... For D-Box, it was a really good experience, but for the movie itself, it sucked. It just feels dated, and it just... 
um, doesn't it's not campy enough to be fun. It's just your average action movie with stupid set pieces, and it just it just doesn't work. It yeah, it's just too silly to be good. It's not silly enough to be funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't like the original. And I like this one even less. It was more pandering and more, at least the original one had a sense of fun, even though there were a lot of scenes that really pissed me off. Uh, But this one, it was just pissing me off nonstop. I mean, like I I said, uh, they would have been better off just casting somebody else in the Will Smith part. And then they had like a whole cast of kids, and none of these kids were good. None of them were likable. It was just kind of meh. Yeah, this uh, this movie um, made me uh, reevaluate the um, Pacific Rim sequel because I, I kept thinking about how much better the Pacific Rim sequel was to this to to this Independence Day sequel. And my beloved Brent Spiner is so corny. It's so painful to watch him on this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie's a, this movie's painful to watch. Yeah, it's just bad writing, bad acting. Uh, special effects are fine, but it's still I don't care. Um, I gave this mm-hmm. a four out of ten. That's fair. Um, the three D it had some moments here and there, but it just it was like eh, it's fine. You know, D box is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the definition of cash grab, and I don't know how much cash they managed to grab with it. I don't think it did very well at all. I think it bombed pretty bad. So, getting out of the dredges to a good movie. Not a great movie, but a good movie. Finding Dory. What do you think of this movie? I saw it. I remember it, sort of. Uh, I just remember it was... Not as bad as I feared, not as good as I hoped, and decent 3D. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I feel like I gave it I gave it an 8, but I feel like that was too high. Like, it probably should have been a 7. Yeah. Um, it just is it's kind of repeat, and you find out what happened to make Dory the fish not be uh, able to, you know, remember. And she has a whole adventure with trying to find her family and um i know ellen is, is, is the generous is great but she can't carry the movie as much as being a side character it looks beautiful i kind of feel like they explained some things but not enough and um i wasn't bored by the movie i just it just felt unnecessary mm-hmm. and some of it was kind of far-fetched even for a kids animated movie it's just like okay Really? You know, there's an octopus that's driving a car. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's pretty smart creatures, but not that smart. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can skip this and just watch Zootopia. All right, so let's keep going to another video game movie, Warcraft. Now, I did not watch this movie, but I actually heard good things, and um, our former editor, Jay Means. James. Okay. I uh, wrote the review and gave it a seven. 
Okay, yeah, I'd give this one a seven too. Uh, I love Duncan Jones as a director. Moon is incredible. Um, uh, if you don't know, he's the son of David uh, Bowie. Uh, real inspired choice for this because he's got a very specific uh, uh, shooting style, uh, and this is really interested, interesting casting. Uh, I'm not that familiar with World of Warcraft, the game, so I came into this just kind of like, you know, more from a Tolkien fan, uh, and I was impressed, really impressed with the visuals, the 3D, uh, yeah, the story was a bit hard to follow in places, uh, but I found it. I was. I found it engaging and entertaining. Um, this movie did not do that well in the U.S., but it made good bank in China. Mm-hmm. So they might eventually be a sequel to this because of the bank it did make in China. That is, once the world ever gets back to any semblance of normalcy. Maybe they'll just make it a fully CGI one and just move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, Ruth Nagin and um, Dominic um, Cooper are in this. You might know they did uh, Preacher together, and they were also – they've done some Marvel stuff on television. So, I mean, like I said, this is – this movie has some ins- inspired moments. So let's keep going here to – the BFG. You know what that stands for, Jake? Uh, no. I I know I've seen this. This is one of those movies that I got uh, dragged into babysitting kids. And they were bored. And I remember another adult had to, deal, had to help deal with the kids because I had too much to drink. So this is a movie based on the Doom gun. The big effing gun. And um, this movie is about a gun, and the gun is alive, and it kills things, and it's awesome, and I'm lying. (laughs) Um, This is about a big, friendly giant. BFG. It's a Ronald Doyle book. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is about a friendly old... Giants and um, a little girl that is with him, um, Sophie, and it just kind of the adventures that they have together. Um, I liked it. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't review this. I watched it later on in uh, on DVD, and it was fine. I, I didn't. It had some good heart to it. Yeah, this is one of these ones uh, I want to revisit in a more sober state. But it's one of those that um, is tough to track down. I haven't found a 3D uh, disc yet. And don't at me if you found one unless it's pretty cheap because I'm, I can't afford what a lot of these discs, when they do pop up, sell for. Um, the only thing about this movie is just that it's a sweet-hearted movie. It just is forgettable. Like, I don't remember anything about this movie besides... It being, oh, that was a sweet movie. A movie you can watch with your family and you just forget that it exists. You, you remember more than I do. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's a, I don't remember anything else really about this movie except 
I, you know, it, it, that's the problem with it, really. It's just not that memorable, not that inspired. It's just, that's a sweet movie you watch. You know, a kind of movie grandparents watch with their grandchildren. And, you know, that's that. Yeah. All right, let's keep going here to The Legend of Tarzan. Remember this movie, Jake? About all I remember, this is another drinking adventure. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård looks really good in a loincloth. And that's all you got. <laughs> that's all I got. Sorry. Maybe if I find a $5, $10 um, 3D Blu-ray, I'll uh, get around to revisiting it. And maybe have something intelligent to say about it. But maybe it's not such a, a, a mystery why I developed pancreatitis. Because now I'm starting to see a pattern here with my drinking. Or former drinking. So, I got nothing else to say about that. Um, let's keep going here to a decent movie. Not a great movie. The Secret Life of Pets. The original movie. Yeah. It's eh. It really falls apart at the end when the slapstick kind of chasing around. Um, it the beginning was more interesting when you were in the inner monologues. Uh, they just didn't have an ending. Yeah, this is one of the movies that my wife wanted to watch, and I was like, "All right, I'll watch it and we'll, I'll do a review for it." I had no interest in it. The the trailers in for it were all kind of basic. Like, okay. What else is going on here? Um, I mean, they're kind of cute that you see the you know dogs and cats, you know, doing these you know things at home when their mm -hmm. when their pets parents are gone um, or owners or whatever. But I was like, okay, that's cute for short. How do you make this into a whole movie? How do you make this into a you know something that's worth? more than a cute little 15-minute scene, you know. And I did like this movie. I just... It's it's good. It just... There's nothing great about it. Yeah, I'm like... you. I would think you'd be better off watching Zootopia. True, but, you know... When this came out, it was summer, and Zootopia was the early, early um, February, I think. So... Yeah. The characters are cute. It's a, it's a sweet, nice little story that, you know, the sequel is fine, too. It just, it never, like, it, it's, it, it's content. It's content being mediocre. And it yeah. doesn't try to be more than anything it is. Well, at least the sequel had Harrison Ford as a dog. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, this movie doesn't have anything like that. No off-the-wall casting to, like, make you go, what? It just feels like a Looney Tunes mo uh, short that became its own movie. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's, yeah. it's light. It's a fun, little, lighthearted movie. You know, it doesn't have to... All movies don't have to be great. It's just... It's fine for what it is. It, it's nothing I would watch more than twice. I haven't watched the original again since the theaters, and I was fine with that. It's cute. It's fine. Yeah. I gave it a seven. I liked it. Maybe too high there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I probably would have given it a five, but I think I gave the sequel a seven. Of course, to be honest, 
I did like Harrison Ford's performance. When he tries, he's actually interesting. The 3D was gimmicky, but it worked well for this kind of movie, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the 3D being very nice, especially when they were doing all this stuff on ledges and going over stuff and kind of, you know, it helped create suspense and tension that the story itself was actually doing. Yeah. Now, from one movie that's mediocre, another super duper controversial movie, Ghostbusters. Oh. You know what sucks? You know what really sucks about this movie is most of the people that hate this are the most misogynistic swines I've ever heard, and I hate being clumped in with them because I don't like this movie either. Yeah, but I dislike them worse. Absolutely right. Um, I remember this way back in the day. James and I were talking about it, and I was optimistic, and I was defending this movie and saying, "Let's give it a shot, James." I know, I know, you know. Let's give it a. a it's. I actually like the director. I actually like the cast. Um, the last movie he did, The Heat, I love. Mm-hmm. I love Paul Feig. He's done some great stuff. This isn't one of them. I mean, this is like a felony misuse of Bill Murray. Yeah. It's just so stupid. And I don't like these characters. I don't care if they're male or female. It's bad either way. It just wasn't funny. Uh, The best performance in the whole thing uh, was uh, Chris Hemsworth as the male bimbo, as the secretary. He was absolutely laugh-out-loud funny. Uh, he really captured that whole kind of male Marilyn Monroe thing, and he was absolutely inspired. Unfortunately, it, he, he felt like he was in a different movie than everybody else. Um, I actually really, really don't like him because he was that way. I just felt it was really annoying, and I, I it just grated on me. I just did not like him. So I didn't like that, which you just said it was the best part of the movie. And uh, I went to see the screening of it. I barely got into the screening of it. And um, unfortunately, it was 2D only. And it was, you know, I had a bad seat in there. And yeah, this movie just doesn't work. It just, it's, doesn't have a good chemistry with characters. It doesn't have good writing. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, nothing followed up on stuff. I mean, some of the stuff just wasn't funny. Yeah, a lot of plot holes here. A ton of unexplained, underdeveloped stuff that just like, okay, uh, cool, but they never explained again. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I hate the villain, too. The villain sucks. Yeah. He wants to make everyone a ghost. It's like, what? Yeah. Um... I didn't watch this in 3D. James did. He said that he actually kind of liked the 3D aspect. It was gimmicky. Yeah, 3D was good. Yeah, 3D was really good in this. Um, James did mention briefly that there are some scenes where they go out of the aspect ratio that he didn't like, but I thought that would be cool. Does that remember that happening or no? Uh, it didn't happen at my screening. Okay. But that could just be the theater being lazy. 
Yeah, because I had a hell of a time finding a theater that was running um, Galaxy Quest and proper aspect ratio. Oh, and then that uh, oof, the the one of the characters here, Patty Tolin, she's just a bad black woman stereotype. I'm sorry. It just no, 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 and it just doesn't work. It's just doesn't know what it's doing and it's painful to watch it's bad writing bad everything about this is just trash i just felt bad for the people in this movie i mean the only thing that kept my butt in the seat from leaving because i actually almost walked out on this was chris hemsworth because i i did his character worked for me uh and I think that's because uh, he just played it so well, uh, and his timing was perfect. Unfortunately, besides hell, the only other laugh in the movie was the bust of Harold Ramis. Yeah, and uh, those cameos were just so jammed in, and I, I hate this movie. I hate it so much, and I agree with you. I don't want to be lumped in with the haters that are sexist that are just hating it because it's women it, if it was men instead of women it would be equally as bad bad yeah if they use the same script it would have been just as bad i gave this a two out of ten <laughs> uh, that's fair another bad movie all right um another movie that i never watched and i don't care um ice age Collision Course, the 25th Ice Age movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's At this point, it's what's more milk, Ice Age or Minions? Right now, Ice Age is winning that battle. but Yeah. Uh, I, it's like all these Ice Age movies just blend into one another with me. I mean, I don't even care at this point. Um. So, yeah, the plot here... I'm just reading Wikipedia. I didn't watch this. I was like, I was done with Ice Age. And this is, the, the fifth, I think, officially the fifth one. Um, but I was done with it on the second one. So I just gave up right away on this franchise. I was like, nope. Okay. While attempting to bury his acorn again, Scrat, the little squirrel, finds a frozen cave. In that cave, he discovers a flying saucer. Wow. Yeah, I think I was drunk watching this. I think this is one of the ones I couldn't weasel out of. And there's dinosaurs here. There's UFO here. They just go crazy. And made $400 million. <laughs> uh, cost them $100 million to make. So it, it definitely made decent bank. Yeah. Thanks, America. Ugh. Yeah. You go see this trash, and you don't go see Alita Battle Angel. Thanks, America. Alright, let's go from that movie to actually a good movie that didn't do that well either. Um, Star Trek Beyond. I really like this movie. Oh, this one's awesome. This is a fan movie for fans. I mean, I don't have the big hate for Into Darkness that a lot of people did. Uh, it worked, that one worked for me, but I'll be the first to admit, uh, 
uh, Star Trek Beyond's a better movie. It's a. I just think fans were so burnt out, so tired of all the crap Paramount was doing, and uh, I think the hardcore were staying home, and the other people uh, were not into the. And then the whole the stuff with Alt, with uh, Alt. Anton Yelchin dying, and I mean, so tragic. It's just a shame. It's yeah, it's a shame. Uh, if you haven't seen this, watch it. This is a great Star Trek movie. Yeah, um, the 3D aspect I thought was very bad. Like they didn't retry really here, um, for me at least. I don't know about your experience with it. I thought there's only it was it was good enough. It wasn't something I would give great or really good 3D but uh, and at home on disc it played better on my system than it did on the big screen so they might have tweaked it for home release Um, yeah the movie itself this finally feels like a good sequel to 2009 I mean I, I, I you know my experience into darkness is weird but it feels like they're finally getting the premise and being its own thing. Because 2009 was like, all right, we're going to hit the big reset button here, do some things that are different, some things that are familiar. And then the Into Darkness came out, and that was basically, you know, a uh, con, but, you know, a twisted version of it. Mm-hmm. I think people just weren't ready to confront uh, the truths about the Iraq war and I think it just just hit just was something people didn't want to process and so Star Trek Beyond finally it's a new kind of alien life this is about you know Kirk and the crew trying to survive a alien planet and trying to figure out what's going on and you have a villain here which used to be a villain um, another captain and he felt abandoned and he now uses the powers to you know try to suck life out of people or something but it works really well it's a lot of fun and i think it's one of the best ones one of the best star trek movies mm-hmm. this is a this is well worth seeing and and if you can see it in 3d at home it's worth checking out that way too so I just thought it was so much fun and so well done. Definitely recommend it. And it's it's you know completely on its own too. Like it doesn't really matter what happened beforehand. You could watch it. It's like an episode, self-contained. I really like one of the characters here too. Um the new characters they, they introduce and I was hoping to see more of her but we haven't. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Beyond is a great movie. It just... The 3D, not so much, but the movie itself, yeah. Alright, let's keep going here to a movie that we did not see in 3D. We did not have 3D here. Uh, Jason Bourne. It's like a reboot of the franchise, right? Yeah. Did you watch this? I'm sure I have. But, because my mother always makes me go see... Uh, Matt Damon is Jason Bourne, but I don't know if he was in this one or not. If he wasn't, I didn't see it, and if he was, I did and don't remember. 
So I didn't know this was a, a you know a 3D movie. Um, my wife's been wanting to watch these movies, the, the Bourne movies. I just don't have any real interest. Um, anyway, this movie got a Chinese and Asian 3D release. And the problem with that was it was a bad, bad conversion. Like, bad enough that people were literally throwing up in the aisles of the theater. And I think they're gonna, I think they did a lawsuit or start a petition to get refunds and like they wouldn't get refunds. And it was just that bad. Ooh, that's a bad conversion. So it's maybe a good thing it didn't get a home release in 3D anywhere. This is one of those movies that, you know, sometimes we get 3D releases that are not in America and they're trying to make money in different parts of the world. And this is exactly that thing. And Jason Bourne being, you know, shaky cam and yeah, I remember this was a big deal back in 2016. Like I got people from outside the um, U.S. saying this is bad. You need to talk about it. (laughs) You know, so. All right, let's keep going here to Suicide Squad. Now, a lot of people seem to hate this movie. I like it. I don't love it. Jake, what are your thoughts on it? There's uh, you can tell there's a really good movie in there somewhere, but you can like smell the suit interference. Yeah. Yeah. Release the air cut, baby. Uh, yeah, David Ayer is a really good filmmaker, and he got let down by the studio on this. Um, the I um, there's a it's it's even the the version that was released is worthwhile to me. It kind of is a cross between um, the old war movie Kelly's Heroes and the '84 Ghostbusters. Um, but I really want to see what Ayer's did before the studio chopped it all up so there's a lot of attention being made for this movie when it came out that Warner Brothers heard of the bad publicity of Batman vs Superman and they really helped to make it more funny make it more uh, lighthearted, and they really changed up the movie before it came out to be more um, that way now I you know yeah, the studio decided uh, to let the, the company that cut the trailer that was so well-received, uh, they let them uh, recut the movie. And they cut a lot of connective tissue out. And they cut away most of uh, Jared Leto's uh, Joker performance. Uh, and I blame a lot of the fanboys who were screaming bloody murder. Sight unseen, they just didn't like... Uh, gangsta Joker and they didn't even give they didn't even wait to give it a chance or anything and the studio uh, I think just got scared and basically cut his performance away yeah he, he got like maybe two and a half minutes on screen and you know yeah. it was nothing they basically, yeah they basically turned this movie into Harley Quinn's booty shorts um, I do kind of like it though, even though it's like it's it's very flawed. I still think it was enjoyable for what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, to me, it's a seven. 
That's exactly the score I gave it, Jake. Um, so yeah, I, I, look, the villain here is bad. <laughs> Do you remember the villain of uh, Enchant- Enchant- Enchantress? Yeah, that was another. Yeah, like Will Smith being yeah, Deadshot was great. Uh huh. Yeah, he was great in this. I mean, I wanted to see him do more villain turns. I mean, damn, he was good in this. The final act just kind of falls apart, too. It's just like, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Yeah, it's basically Ghostbusters. Only thing they didn't do- yell is, aim for the flat top. Oh, Amanda Waller here. Love it. Love her. Love her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I said, support... um. Support the campaign. Uh, release the airs cut. I mean, this is. I mean, and his cut is pretty much ready to go. Uh, so there won't be any money spent like there will be on the Zack Snyder uh, thing they're doing for HBO Max. I liked how they did have the little character stats and stuff when they pause the movie and introduce the characters. I thought that was fun and innovative, and it looked cool in three D. Um, I like the 3D aspect of this, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 3D was really good in this. A lot of times you have yeah, stuff pop Air- out. Yeah, I hope Ayers does some more 3D stuff. I was impressed. The bon- the end credit scene, very nice, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. It wasn't necessary, but you definitely worth... Like, you, you, you know, this is worth it. This is nice. This is a good effort. Yeah. And I believe there is a longer cut, but it's not in 3D, so I haven't seen it. I've only seen this in 3D. And I've seen it a couple of times in 3D. Alright, let's keep going here. We got Ben-Hur, a remake of the classic 50s, or when was the original come out? I don't remember. Uh, well, Ben-Hur was filmed a couple of times in the silent era, uh, most notably in 59 with Charlton Heston. And there's been, and it's got a chariot race that you got to see to believe. It's probably one of the greatest action scenes ever put to film. Uh, and the pod race in episode one comes pretty close to that chariot race. But the rest of the movie's hot garbage. But I'm getting so off topic. Uh, this movie, even though I knew it was going to be pure flicks type trash, but hey, some of those movies are are awesomely hysterically leave unintentionally funny. So I actually got advanced tickets to this, went to the theater, and the theater broke my heart when saying they didn't send us a 3D print. All we got is 2D. And I was like, well, f it. Got my money back and left. And you didn't watch it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, that's a good story. Uh, let's keep going here. We got a few more movies. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Now, I did not watch this in 3D. Um, I didn't review it either. I should have. You missed a treat. Uh, uh, Leica is, was on fire. Well, I watched it on Blu-ray, but I did not watch yeah. it. It looked great on Blu-ray, and it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, this is another 10 from Leica. If uh, you can see this on, in 3D, do so. Yeah, Leica movies get the highest recommendation from me. Um, such a sweet movie. Great heart in here and great characters and story. And beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, this is, yeah, beautiful uh, work. I mean, this is just, this movie is just gorgeous. All right, let's keep going here to an animated movie. 
about babies and storks. That's the movie is called Storks. Jake, have you watched this? Nope. This is one I managed to weasel out of seeing. I haven't seen this one yet. Okay, so um, I got early, I got a screening ticket for this, and I was like, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> it came out in September. There's not that much going on. Sure. And, it, you know, it's basically, okay, what happens in the whole, you know, stork industry with how that works? And it's okay. Um, the 3D aspect was very basic. Like they barely, they have some layers here and there. Um, there's like one obvious scene with the paddle ball and the pop, the ball popping out, but that it just isn't enough. The 3D honestly is an afterthought. I gave it a terrible 3D. The movie itself, it's okay. I, I like it. I liked it more than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it's it's more interesting idea um, with like a plot of like who controls when people get babies or not. And like, it ends up where it just goes crazy. And like, you know, this guy doesn't control who gets babies. Everyone should just have babies when they want to have babies. And <laughs> it's a, it's, I liked it. Um, for what it was, I digged it. Um, enough, enough keyword there. I gave it a six. It's not terrible. But it's not great either. It's, you know, it's okay. Just forgettable. I know, but it just seems like, wow, if you can't make an animated movie pop in 3D, you ain't trying. It has too many characters. It's it's really silly, and it just... I mean, K and P are here, and they're cool. I like them. Um, there's some interesting things they do. But overall, it's it's okay. Not it's something that you get to park your kid in front of, and that's that. Nothing too offensive, nothing too out there uh, that I remember too much of. Um, I mean, there was a, a, a really annoying pigeon named Toady that just annoying in every way. But I think that's kind of the point because his name is Toady, right? And Toady is supposed to be annoying, right? I'm assuming, yeah. Anyway, let's keep going here to Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I love this movie. Jake, what about you? Yeah, this is like Tim Burton can still make good movies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and this movie, I think, didn't do that well. Right? I don't remember doing that yeah. much money. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame because this is one of Tim Burton's best movies in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Great 3D, by the way. Cinematography, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there's a raindrop scenes where it gets paused in time. It's like a, a one of those, um, I guess it's a genre now, a subgenre of movies that are set in a time loop and it's about kids and the kids are like in World War One, um, and the kids are really weird um, yeah this is great a great movie mm -hmm. yep I really like the characters I like the world building um, yeah this is 
this is something that people always complain about. I want new movies. I want new movies. All right, here's a new movie. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you can see it in 3D, watch it in 3D. This is this one's worth the hassle. It's actually, you know, a movie's focused on a teenager named Jake, whose grandfather tells him the tale of a peculiar children in England, and he goes to figure it out. And um, yeah, it's great characters here. Um, it's a lot of fun. You know, I think it's based on a book series, but I don't remember the book series being that popular or that well known. Um, but I mean, I, I'm not a young adult. I don't have kids. Yeah, and chances are we're not going to get another one, which is a shame. Yeah, uh, Miss Peregrine here is kind of like a twisted version of Mary Poppins, and I love her. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, she's a lot more to me. She's a lot more fun than Mary Poppins. Um. Yeah, Miss Peregrine's school for peculiar children is great movie great 3d um i gave it an 8 out of 10 definitely was a nice surprise it's a movie that you're like finally something fresh something kind of different you know mm-hmm. fun stuff yeah mm-hmm. and it's a and it's a rare kids movie that's not gonna bore adults and like it's a, a kind of semi-serious kids movie too so it it's it's a gem of a movie. It's one of those. It's a hidden gem, and definitely recommend this movie. Mm-hmm. Ditto for me too. Now this next movie here, this is a treat. This is a treat. Doctor Strange. Oh wow! This is a must see in three D. Absolutely. I, I I got tickets to watch this in IMAX three D, and I was so happy I watched it in IMAX three D. <laughs> I didn't even care that Clea wasn't in the movie, and she's like my favorite Doctor Strange character, side character. This is editor's This movie, it, yeah, this is editor's choice 3D. Uh, the 3D on this is amazing. Yep, this is it's got a great story. Uh this is one of the best origin uh, movies that uh, Marvel ever made. Uh the fo- the um, I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it without spoiling it too much, but there is a fight scene in the hospital that is amazing. Uh, Rachel McAdams is a love interest. She's incredible in this. I mean, she's just there's just no bad performance in this. I mean, Benjamin Bratt and I mean, there's just. Uh, Benedict Wong. There's just so many. Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, this. And it's got some effects in here that blow uh, Inception away. And the 3D is spectacular. Uh, Yeah. When this came out, I remember I saw this in the theaters. I had a. It was a pain in the ass getting this on 3D. But oh, God, it was worth it. I've watched this many times at home on my setup it's it's just amazing the 3d yes this is i think a a watershed moment in marvel studios 3d where they finally i mean i liked the 3d in most of the movies beforehand to a degree you know some of them are okay some of them are kind of crappy some of them are good better yeah this is it this is the first one we we are serious in the 3d here and this hit it out of the park. 
I mm-hmm. love the 3D aspect. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Great depth of field, great pop out, some, you know, cool shots, close up shots that it just, it's part of the story. And the visual design of Doctor Strange is 3D. Like, it's, like, I want to watch it again, but I don't have the 3D Blu ray, and I don't want to watch it on, you know, 2D because it's just it's so perfect in 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, cinematography here is great. I remember um, the whole like world folding on it- itself, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" They copied Inception, and then I remember hearing that Inception was going to try to record in 3D, but then you know Christopher Nolan's like an ass, and is like, "Oh, I hate 3D, whatever." And you know, I'm going to film this in a weird way anyway, um, and this kind of proved. Look, Christopher Nolan yeah. could have had a great 3D here. <laughs> he might one of these days make a 3D movie. And I would be really intrigued to see what he did with it. Benedict Cumberbatch is excellent as Doctor Strange. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, I was so happy that Joaquin Phoenix turned this part down. Because I can't even imagine anybody but Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange now. It's just as good as, like, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, you know. Uh-huh. It's just perfect casting. And Doctor Strange, we don't, you know, me and you know about Kim kind of in comics, but the vast majority of mm-hmm. people would not know who the hell he is. And the fact that they're yeah. able to make this into a excellent movie that works and is psychedelic and understands the core aspects of Doctor Strange and embraces it and it still works as a film magnificent mm-hmm. i mean if i had to give any fault to this movie it would be how the ancient one had to be kind of turned into a irish woman yeah that one did uh, that's uh that's because if they had did the ancient one as written in the comics china would have just outright banned this movie um I understand, but yeah, uh, but Scott Derrickson gave us a Wong that was incredible, because I, I was always worried about how they were going to handle the manservant Wong, and I really liked the way they handled it. They made him an equal in some ways, a superior, you know. Um, she- and they cast him perfectly, just the right amount of snark. Yeah, uh, Toto Swinton as Ancient One, she has a good motherly vibe to her. I do like her. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I would have liked it if they would have referenced that, you know, she appears how you want her to appear. Uh, and that way you could kind of say, you know, to these people, I look like this. To this per- people, I look like this. And that way you could kind of have your cake and eat it too um, with how mm-hmm. it you know, because it she doesn't make any sense to be in this, you know, this one woman, Irish woman in a Asian monastery. It just that part just does not connect well, you know. But yeah. still, it's one of those things. Uh, if you let go of it, you're gonna have a great ride. But if you can't, it's gonna affect your enjoyment of the movie. Um. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. Um, it's a little bit rushed, but still, this is a great movie. Um, I gave it an eight editor's choice. Um, so 
it, it was no. it was hard not to give it higher, but it, it it's still a great movie and great three D, absolutely. Yeah, and um and it, Scott Derrickson's always been good at at genre mixing. I mean, if you've ever seen some of his like he's like mixed cop procedurals with a heart with a horror movies. I mean, and he's gotten some great performances out of actors and he's gotten actors to do genre movies that normally don't do genre or do that many like Ethan Hawke. All right, let's keep going here. We got trolls. The first trolls movie. Jake, did you watch this? Yeah. And so for our patrons, um, it's bright. It's bright and colorful. If that means anything. Yeah, it's bright, colorful. It's a little bit weird that there's trolls, which is the cute little trolls we have with the hair, but there's also like trolls that eat the trolls because they want to be happy. It's just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what kind of the cannibalism? Uh, cannibalism as emotional eating. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, I watched this movie preparing for World Tour since. I was going to review that movie for their website, which I did, but I mean, I was going to do my first 3D review. Wood Tour was going to be my first 3D movie review of 2020. And that didn't happen because coronavirus. And, you know, it's becoming this flashpoint where, well, you know, Trolls World Tour made a ton of money at home. Why not just release every movie at home? And so I watched Trolls, the original, during quarantine. And um, I actually recorded a special review for patrons, Jake. You want to know why it was special? Why was it special? Now, you talked about being intoxicated beforehand. And um, yeah, I did this review intoxicated as well. Ah. Uh, not. Oh, I did. Not by alcohol, though. Uh, what movie was I intoxicated that I did the review? And it was so bad, I didn't even get the name of the site right. I don't know, but um, I wasn't intoxicated by alcohol, Jake. Um, I was intoxicated by another herb. Ah, <laughs> uh, for you know, and who knows? Ah, uh, and maybe sometime in the in the future, like Christmas, there might be a left-handed uh, cigarette review of Harold and Kum- of of Harold and Kumar's 3D movie. So, let's just say, I I got high, and I made a review for Trolls, the original, and put it up on Patreon, so that is on there, Um, only for Patreons. I'm just going to have to tease you about that. Um, It wasn't that long a review, but it's a weird movie um, to watch while you're high. It's really pretty. The music's okay. Uh, You know, it's it's a good, like, 6 out of 10 movie. It's not anything special. Let's keep going here. We got Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Yeah. This is an Ang Lee movie. Filmed at 120 frames per second. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it at that high a frame rate, but I did see it at a higher frame rate in 3D. It looked nice. Now, you talked about Iraq War before. This is all about Iraq War veteran coming back and like becoming famous or something, right? Yeah. Um, I remember this being a big flop. Yeah, I just think it was one of those things people weren't ready. And it has Kristen Stewart in here, um, and 
So it's one of her first movies after Twilight, or one of the more bigger ones, I guess. I guess. And how was it, Jake? I, I I heard that it was okay, but it just didn't do anything. Yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, it's. I mean, um, I think with more time having passed, if I had, if I watched it now, I'd probably like it more. I mean, I just remember the audience not being into it, and I think a lot of it is. People just weren't ready for to to deal with the Iraq War, and you're not able to watch this in high frame rate. I saw it in a higher than normal frame rate, but it wasn't in 120. Which it's insane to think about that high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what point is like the human eye frame rate? Isn't it like that around that high or something? Well. The, the thing is, a high frame rate, to me, high frame rate and 3D go together very well because of the light issue. And it balances out the lighting, if that makes sense. Because one eats light and the other one um, needs a lot of light and they just seem to balance out. Because I couldn't imagine a high frame rate that wasn't in 3D. So it's like a drama, right? Is, you like it? Or is it... Mm-hmm. It was fine. Like I said, uh, I was like everybody else. I don't think I was ready for a movie about the Iraq War then. I mean, the Iraq War was wrapped up by then, so... Anyway, let's keep going here. We got Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the first Harry Potter spin-off movie that I liked. I thought the 3D was gimmicky but well done. Um, I just mm. didn't love it as much as the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, and I'm really sick of uh, J.K. Rowling and her anti-transgender uh, uh, rhetoric. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what the hell is wrong with her right now. And then she's changing like... At- I'm afraid if I speak too much, I'm going to get slammed for being a sexist pig and I'm not going to I'm just I'll finish out this series I mean because I want to see where it goes but I'm not that enthused about it there's a lot of hype for this movie too because she helped to write the script or whatever and it, it it's problematic because there's just too much going on and I kind of feel like she's also done this to the Harry Potter movies where she was like, I wish I would have done this and then edit this. And now she's going to like George Lucas and let's uh, change this. Let's change this. Let's change this. And it's like, no, you can't just be changing out all these aspects. And that's where it kind of feels like Fantastic Beasts is like in a, a way that, you know, JK can retcon Harry Potter. And it's like, you don't need to. Why are you doing this? And it just feels underdeveloped. And I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I gave it a six. I actually started to fall asleep toward the last half of the movie. <laughs> I just didn't care. Yeah. It does have good charm and good humor, but it just... Mm. And some good performances. And it's got a really nice love story kind of going in the center of it. So, yeah, it just... Maybe this was like the... the first uh, the canary in the coal mine knowing that jk isn't white anymore in her head yeah i mean i i hate to hate to be mean to her because i do enjoy the harry potter movies and overall 
you know, I think she's a decent person, but she just has gone to crazy town lately, and I just I can't yeah. I can't support her. I can't I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, she seems to can't wrap her head around that there's a difference between gender and sex. That they're not this that um that gender is not a polite way of saying sex. They're two separate things. And then the whole thing she's trying to rewrite Harry Potter and they're like, well, Hermione really should have this or that. And just like, no, I know you wrote the movie, the books, and the movies, but once it's out there, you can't do backseas. I, I feel like you just have to live with your choices and, you know. Well, she can do what she wants. Uh, fandom is pretty much. Uh, they got their head cannon. They don't care what her head cannon is. I just think Harry Potter is about to be kind of taken over by the fans. I wouldn't be surprised if they start publishing their own fan fiction underground <laughs> at this point. I just feel like the screenplay here, it's just it's a mess. It's a mess to try to understand. And she's trying to change things in the Harry Potter universe and trying to put some backstory there. And it just doesn't work as well as it should and it's disappointing mm -hmm. it's so disappointing yeah well it's as prequels go it's better than the star wars prequels so far true true and the prequels did see it did seem like it's getting better in the second one but that's just me and you everyone mm -hmm. else, everyone else seems to hate the fantastic beast movie it's a sequel so yeah i'm like if you hate them so much why in the hell are you watching them all right let's keep going here to I think an absolutely fantastic animated Disney movie. I was stunned by this. Um, I got to see this as a, a free screening, and I walked out, and I was like, damn, I love this movie. I love the songs. I love the visuals. I love the 3D. Moana is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of the best movies The Rock ever made. The Rock is fantastic here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to try to pronounce the names, but um, I, I think they really have a good respect to Pacific Island culture that is really mm -hmm. there. And I was worried about the little chicken and the little pig being, you know, mm -hmm. too stupid. Yeah, and, and Disney needs to uh, start putting some Moana in their parks, man. Um, yeah, it, it respects the culture. I mean, I'm not of that origin, but it does feel like they got consultants to help make this movie. Yeah, I've, yeah, I have uh, Pacific Islander neighbors. Uh, their kids are always playing with Moana stuff. Um, the 3D here is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a top-notch Disney movie. Um, yeah, the 3D. I, I they, a couple of times they they took out of the frame of the aspect ratio. And it just like cemented how awesome 3D was. I don't know if that happened to you, but like in the different parts of the boat, would be popping out of the screen and would be, would be like going in and out of the aspect ratio, and it was just like wow. Yeah, this is one I have not found on disc yet. This movie so wildly popular, uh, I still haven't got this on disc yet. I'm probably gonna have to just break down and get a. A European copy and the songs I love the songs here mm-hmm um, yeah both song both of the, the 
the two main songs everyone loves, The Shiny and um, it's like I'm Sorry or something like that, right? Mm, yeah. I love this movie. I love the 3D aspect here. It's beautiful, beautiful movie. And I, I gave this the highest score. I gave it a 10 out of 10 editor's choice movie and, 10, and a great 3D editor's choice. It It's awesome. Yeah, I got no problems with that. <laughs> I would have given it the same. It's a classic. Absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's keep going here. We got a few more movies left. The Great Wall. Now, this is a, a movie about Trump's wall between Mexico, <laughs> right? Or no? <laughs> uh, no. This movie is awesome trash. Uh, this is a Hong Kong. This is basically a multinational uh, movie. Uh, it's, you know, mostly Chinese, you know, The Great Wall. And it stars Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal. And it's got some awesome 3D, some great uh, CGI in a trashy sort of way. Uh, this is a turn your brain off and kick back and you're going to have a blast. This, and uh, I wouldn't watch this any other way but 3D. To me, the 3D is what made it. Is it great 3D? No, but it really works in, in, with this movie. It's good enough. I, I had a blast with it. Uh, I was fortunate enough to live someplace that actually screened this in 3D. And I also have the Hong Kong disc in 3D of this. Okay. I haven't seen it. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's worthwhile if you like trashy movies. It's a good one. It's a good trash. Now, one movie that a lot of people don't think is trash. A lot of people think it might be the best prequel of all time. <laughs> um, Rogue One, or Rose One, Star Wars story. Yeah, Rogue One. Um, this is one of the two Star Wars movies I've given a perfect 10 to. The other being Empire. Alright, so why do you love it so much? Uh, it's a great story. It's a, a story that actually was interesting and worth telling. I really think it captured... The whole zygist of where the world was dealing with all the wars going on and with the rise of fascism in the world. And I and it just kind of just told this simple story about that one of the plot, one of the little loose ends in um, the first Star Wars movies, like where did Princess Leia get those plans that she passed on to R2? Um, I just thought it was just a, just a, this is the to me this is by far the best of the Disney Star Wars movies. Now, um, it does have a really cool robot with K two S O. Mm hmm. Um, and this was a I enjoyed this movie. I just I don't know why something about it just did not connect with me, and I didn't love it. I liked it. I definitely respect it. I think it's well done. I just. The cinematography, I gotta give credit to. Cinematography, I thought was great. Well, I will nitpick about some of the recreate. I really didn't think they captured Peter Cushing as as Tark very well. He, they didn't have him gaunt enough, and I and the Carrie Fisher uh, scene. I just thought she had too much. Her cheeks looked too much like a chipmunk's. 
What do you think of the 3D? I thought it was real, a total waste. Uh, when I saw it, it looked marvelous. Huh. But then, but then uh, I've I joked. I've practically beaten my projection instead by the, where I saw it screen. Unfortunately, where I saw that, uh, and I saw um, Blade Runner uh, 2046, they no longer screen in 3D, which is a damn shame because. 3D movies that people were telling me were god awful. They were looking good at their location. Blade Runner 2049. Uh, sorry, people. I can't believe I did that again. So, I and maybe it was my theater. I just felt like it was kind of blurry and kind of not really there. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that's that really hurts 3D is uh, they just have some. Mick Slave pushing a button on a project in 3D. Uh, you need a little skill to project it properly. I, I just didn't. I mean, I like the cast, but I don't really. I don't know. I just it, it's hard for me to grab onto the story. Um, they're likable. It just I, I guess because they're not part of other movies, it felt weird. Um, I just don't care. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess I'm the only one that just doesn't. It cap to me. It just captured what I felt seeing Star Wars for the first time, and that's like the only other time I ever felt that way was when I saw Empire for the first time. Um, so I think it's a beautiful movie. I I, I do like it. I just, eh, I I, I gave it a seven. I, I I liked it, but I don't I don't know. For some reason, it just did not connect with me. I know I'm crazy. Everyone in the world seems to love this movie but me. But No, it seems like uh, I know a lot of people who can't stand any of the Disney Star Wars movies. Even this one. Um, not just James. Uh, but like I, like I, I, I can't stand the prequels at all. Alright, let's keep going here to Assassin's Creed. Based on the video game movie. A video game. I never watched this movie. I kind of wanted to, but then it got really bad reviews. You know anything about this? Uh, I remember being... This is one that I actually went to the theater, got so drunk, I woke up in another auditorium. <laughs> okay. You remember the movie? <laughs> uh, I, all I can remember is they asked me, why are we here? And I said... That movie must have really sucked for me to change auditoriums. All right, let's keep going then. We got two more movies we're going to talk about. Passengers. Oh my god. Oh god, this movie sucks. All right, so this was a weird. Is it? I I, I didn't know it was 3D, but then certain theaters didn't have it in 3D and I was like, what's going on with this movie? I couldn't find it and I just gave up and just, I heard all the bad reviews and I was... D's, uh, 3D's actually really good in this. The effects are really good in this. This movie looks beautiful but this movie is a walking Me Too train wreck. I felt like they had a good core of an idea. They just didn't follow through with it. Uh, the biggest... The, the, the problem is this guy basically uh, murdered this person in slow motion and he's 
and according to the end of this movie, was rewarded for basically killing this person by waking her up from uh, suspended animation because they were going to die before they got to their destination because they were awake, awoken from their... Uh, and then Lawrence Fishburne basically becomes the, oh, the side black character that dumps exposition and we kill off. Are this spoiler and this stars um, some big names on here with yes uh, Chris Pr- I, I can't I think most people who like this movie a Chris Pat is just so charming but God he's such a douchebag in this movie Jennifer Lawrence here too uh huh I mean she has a normal reaction I mean to a point I mean personally if I was in her shoes. Uh, Chris Pratt's character would have been dead in 30 seconds. Somebody did that to me, I would have killed him. This is a story um, about like a cruise spaceship or something. And mm-hmm. there's... Go into hibernation because it takes hundreds of years to get to your final destination. And he gets woke up and then he um, is lonely and decides... He just pretty much reads the manifest of passengers and picks one to wake up and to die with him. And it's kind of, you, you learn that toward the end. The beginning, you think it's just kind of, oh, by chance kind of thing. And then you re- reveal that he's just a horrible monster of a man. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's okay. And the movie says it's okay. Because he got woke up by a tiny meteor that woke him up, and they have to save the ship and everybody else. At this point, I'm flipping both fingers at this movie, going, everybody involved in this movie needs to die, except Lawrence Fishburne. And, yeah, um, it, it becomes like a big thing about them fighting, and then he does eventually sacrifice himself to... For the greater good, but then like, see that I'm doing good now, but just like you're just a douchebag. You're just douchebag. You're a douchebag. I would have sent you out the lo- airlock. So yeah, it's a weird movie, and I think it was like they played it up to be like a like a romantic comedy, but it's more like a romantic horror kind of thing. Yeah, it's a it's a it's this is a stalker kidnapping kind of movie. I mean, basically she's. She's not only going to not get to her destination, she's going to die on a ship. She's going to die in a spaceship. And she's going to have to look at his asshole face for the rest of her life. All right. Let's uh, move on to the last movie on this list. Uh, Spooky. I just, I give it a zero just on principle. Um, I didn't review it. I don't know what the hell I'll give it because... The first half of it, I kind of like it, and then after that, I was like, "Oh, screw you, movie too." This movie's just, just so offensive. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'll review, give it as. Um, let's go on to the last movie, Sing, a talking animal movie about animals that sing. Jake, did you watch this or no? Yeah, this is kind of a Zootopia light meets Glee. Basically, actually, yeah, uh, with the character that. You know his studio is going to close down, so he's going to make a big comp- uh, competition or that ah, competition, a big um, thing to try to get people interested. And 
he's going to have a big competition where people are saying and there's a misprint at the printers and instead of being, you know, $1,000, it's $10,000. And now everyone wants to sing and prove and he's now a big hit, but it's all based on a lie. It's actually a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah, and good music, good 3D. Yeah, it's it's a charmer. Um, it was actually kind of interesting that this was back when James was here, and James reviewed it and didn't tell me he was going to review it until he gave me the email. Here's the review. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And then he gave it a 7, and I was like, whoa. Okay. And I watched it later on on DVD, uh, Blu-ray, and I agreed with the review. Like, it was actually it was a very sweet movie. Um, for what it was, like it, it, it looked just like a basic movie in the trailers, and it has a little more heart, a little more to it than it looks like. Sing is a good movie. Yep. All right. So let's keep going. Um, so let's wrap up because we've been talking for about two hours here at most. So what is the best movie of 2016? Oh, that is tough because this is a really good year. I mean, you got Rogue One. Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, Captain America Civil War, um, Zootopia, and Star Trek Beyond. I mean, all of those are worthy of being the best movie of the year. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Moana. It charmed me. I loved it. I think it's excellent. Yeah, and and I left that one off the list. It shows you this was, if I had to pick, I would probably pick Rogue One. I think because... It just knocked it out of the park, and I was not expecting it to do so. Okay. Worst movie of the year. Woo! <laughs> oh, it's it's a tie between Gods of Egypt and Passengers. Okay. Um, best animated movie? Uh, Zootopia. I'm going to stick with my Moana. And uh, Kubo and the Two Strings is a close second. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll give it to Kubo since uh, I already did that for best movie, to be, you know, fair. Uh Best hidden gem movie that people may have missed that you really like. Mm. Oh, God, I just had it because we just talked about it. Miss Peregrine is for me. Yes, yeah, Miss Peregrine, definitely. Um, best sequel. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. I'll give it that because I just picked Rogue One, so I'd give Star Trek Beyond. Okay. Yeah, Rogue One is a weird thing. I wouldn't consider that a sequel to Episode 3 or a prequel to Episode 4. It's just the side story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. All right, best comic book movie. Uh, oh, definitely uh, Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Um, some notable best 3D aspects. Definitely got to give credit to uh, Doctor Strange for being great 3D. Yeah, and... Uh... And of course, Kubo and the Two Strings, just Laika, just their puppets and just their three days, just wow. Um, yeah, there's a lot of trash in this year, you know. Uh huh. The best trash though was the Great Wall. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, as to the Looking Glass. What other Hong Kong movie are you going to see Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal in? Um, yeah, there's a lot of trash in this year. It, there's a lot of, uh, of valleys in this year. There's some good peaks, but there's a lot of valleys here. Uh, well, that's one of the that was uh, that helped kill 3D. I mean, Independence Day was bad. Addis the Looking Glass was bad. BFG was good, but just you know not memorable. 
Secret Life of Pets, yeah. same thing. Ghostbusters, really bad. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't rate. It didn't rate Gods of Egypt or Passengers bad. So yeah, 2016 is an interesting, all over the place year. And um, uh-huh. any other final thoughts? No, I think we've spoken, and uh, I think people are sick of 2016 now and want to move on. <laughs> all right then, I guess that'll be it for us. Bye. Hi, folks. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D and Mr. Bingo5 for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.